this week on Erotic Awakening, 15th podcast anniversary, Journey Impact with our patrons. Hey, patron supporters, we have a special in February for you. Head over to our list of video offerings and you get any one you want free. Click on Classes on Demand and let us know which one you want and we will send you a code. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We want to thank all of our patron supporters. Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening today and get your bonus content and support the show. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are at 15 years, apparently. Wait, now, let me. 15 years. Podcasting hasn't been around for 15 years. It was just getting started 15 years ago. So, Grey Dancer stuck that microphone in your face and you're like, oh, I want to do that. And we've been doing it since. So. Well, now I am Now I am curious how long podcasting has actually been around. Because it's Ooh. been around longer than we have, obviously. So, you're going to Google that stuff. But, you know, we've been together. So, we got anniversaries being celebrated out the wazoo right now, right? So, our 22nd wedding anniversary we celebrated in december our 15th podcast anniversary is today february 12th when we're recording mm -hmm. and then our collaring anniversary is march 3rd which will be 23 years for us we've been collared longer than we've been married and we just got back from vegas because we decided to go between the anniversaries and go get some shows in so we did that for four days, and so lots of lots of anniversaries to celebrate. Lots of anniversaries to celebrate, and it is interesting how in the 15 years of the podcast being around, how much we've changed, how much we've grown, and we've got a couple uh, uh, quizzes to find out if we've changed or grown along That's the way. True. But you know what? I also want to throw out there, and I hope you can remember the names that we're allowed to use. And when we were in Vegas, mm -hmm. we also visited a podcast listener and, listener and Patreon and had dinner with them and had a great time. We were taken out to never had experienced a Korean barbecue before. Emma and Eris from the Vegas area took us out. And man, that's some good eating. That's some good eating. That's all the meat. <laughs> so, which is how I like to eat. And Eris, I still have not looked up any further 30 second bunny theater, but I am going to because that oh, was quite fun. That's right. 30 second bunny theater. We have to remember that. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, today on the podcast, <laughs> we are actually talking about some of the, well, we're talking about the journey of 15 years. And actually, we are going to start off. We have a couple guests on the podcast tonight. We have a couple patrons on the podcast tonight. They can be both. They make this all possible. They do indeed. And in this case, Keith, I'm going to start with you. First off, thanks for joining us tonight. I will have to suggest, I would guess that you may well be one of my original patrons out there. I will have, I might go look at that, but you've been around forever and you've mm -hmm. always attending all the things and we appreciate that. So over the 15 years or over your experience with going from non-kink to kink, and I don't want to get too deep in definitions of what it means to you and all that kind of jazz, but what has been one of the significant impacts of allowing yourself to explore this lifestyle? I mean, I think I was in pretty early after you guys announced Patreon because I have a bunch of people I support on Patreon because you got to support people that do stuff you enjoy that they can do the stuff i mean for me i was probably vaguely 
kinky from the moment I was born, but it was after I had been listening to your podcast and some others that I actually really did much about it, at least publicly. You know, I had never been to a public event before five or six years ago, and um, you know, I started going to a local munch because I thought it would be interesting to talk to people, and from there we went to that for a while, and then went to a, a Dark Odyssey event when it was up in San Francisco, and we went mm -hmm. to Dark Odyssey the next year, and we bought some stuff from the vendors as floggers and paddles and benches. And, you know, we have worked our way into being somewhat boringly kinky along the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. It is super interesting, Don, over the 15 years, we've done a variety of those A to Z list, A to Z kinks, A to Z sex acts, all these kinds of things. And you and I are on occasionally boringly kinky as well. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> out there that, you know, we look at, we're like, oh, that sounds interesting, but it's not something I'd be interested in. And there's a lot of stuff on there that, you know, that we do look at, but it's not like we're all deeply embedded in it. I'm thinking of things like, you know, we do some, we do spanking, we do sensual spanking, but we're not significant, serious, hardcore spankos, mm -hmm. you know? So that is true, though. I don't know, Keith, I don't know that I've ever heard boring and kinky put together at the same time. So I'm kind of curious what that means for you. What do you mean by boringly kinky? Just um, doing the same thing, not edgy. I mean, I have my wife and I, you know, have uh, an occasional girlfriend, but I have other friends that I see that are much more adventurous and setting things up and traveling and really uh, seeing a lot of different people and trying a lot of different things. And, you know, at events, I tend I put on a nice vest and some good clothes, but I am not dressed to the nines. I am not performing. So one of the things that you don't know, Keith, is that tonight we are uh, giving people new FET names. And your new FET name is Casually Kinky. We, we like that better than Boringly Kinky. But that, Boring that is. Kinky. I'll, Next, I'll so see that, if it's available. That does give you the right to wear uh, sweatpants to all kink events, and no one can complain. So that's good. That's, I, I do wear sweatpants to all kink <laughs> events, and <laughs> I wear sweatpants everywhere now. That is, one, that is what COVID gave to me. <laughs> So, Don, the first quiz for you tonight is that... He knows my memory sucks, so let's see what we can do. In 2013, you and I talked about knee... This is in November of 2013 on the podcast. Yes, sir. You and I talked about needs, wants, and desires, and we shared some of those personal items from those lists, including how they got there. In 2024, which it is now... Do you believe you have any needs, wants, or desires? And I'm not even going to go needs, right? But do you have any desires that you think are still on that list that would have been on that list back in 2013? 
Have you, over the past 11 years, not been able to check anything off that list that you can remember? I don't remember what's on that original list. So for desires, because needs, wants, and desires, needs that... Needs, non-negotiable. Wants, would like to have, but negotiable. Desires are like the cherry, the icing. And my desires that I expressed back then that I can remember was to be more sexual and to explore more things. Mm -hmm. And if this thing happened, it didn't need to happen. But if it did, it would be cool. And except for some specifics that are still on my bucket list, I've attempted some of those but they haven't officially happened. So yes, there's a couple of <laughs> there's a couple of naughty I know things exactly on there. So there's a couple of naughty things on there that have, like I said, have been attempted, but not actually come to fruition yet. So... It is super interesting when we fantasize about things, how easy logistics are. And when we're actually trying to do those things, well, well, it doesn't yeah. quite work out so, that way. So, so one of those desires people have heard me talk about many, many, many times. And let's just say that when I did attempt to try it, I finally found people that were interested in doing it. One person was very short and one person was very tall and it didn't logistically match up mm -hmm. so, yes so we couldn't figure out how to make it happen and then i'm chubby with short legs so when when i yeah it, it makes logistics very hard <laughs> one of the things that we find that got us through to this 15 year mark is to have people that are are supportive of the things that we do for example minotaurus Pretty much if we say, hey, we're going to do a thing, Minotaurs signs up and he's there, <laughs> right? Whether it's talking about whatever the topic is, Minotaurs is comfortable to be there, and even when it's not things that you're greatly interested in. And it, when it is something you're interested in, we always appreciate your opinion and your insight and that you are willing to share that with us. So I'm going to push that boundary a little more, Minotaurs, and what has been something for you in your kink journey that has impacted you. And you can't just say that it, you moved to America for polyamory because that's-, that's Oh, but he didn't move to America. Well, no, North America, <laughs> yes. So basically I would say the, the thing that actually got me started in kink, which is the sort of truth books. Um, there's not a lot of kink in there, but there's like interrogation scenes in there that are really torturing and things like that. Plus, those books have a lot of rules. So over the books, you learn more and more rules. And that got me first interested in kink. Then from there, it was the gore books, which basically is then the, the, the same thing over and over. You have all those rules and, and stuff like that. And then Gorian chat rooms. And from there... I spread slowly out. So basically sort of truth got me really started and interested in kink. Very cool. Nice. Don, one of the things that we've done over the many, many shows is interviewing people about books, whether it's fiction, nonfiction authors that you may have never heard of that are self-published and just getting started or the big players in the BDSM book field, like Laura Antonu or Lee Harrington. And you are still a book person. I am still a book person. So I still like to read. I still, I've still got stuff in storage that 
holy shit, when we put stuff in storage, we got rid of so much stuff when we became RVers. I had about 400 books that I kept out of my office after giving a lot away. And each year we've gone back, I've gotten rid of more and more. And I think I'm down to about 80 books at this point. But most of them are my kink books. They're my Polly books. They're my Janet Hardy and Raven Kildara and Michelle Bellinger and, you know, all of those people that I, I want to keep the physical copy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's great. But you and I happen to share a variety of book applications we share an audible account and what used to be called scribd Mm -hmm. i've got a lot of books there too so when i go to look for one of my new you know one of my financial guide or productivity geek books why is there so many we do share an account yeah there's there's so much monster porn there is they're werewolves and they're vampires alien right now and the one i'm reading right now is about a viking that got thawed out on earth they found him in a cube of ice and they're taking him to another planet where on that planet, it's only triads. So. <laughs> I, I have so many questions about why is it a Viking to start with? And unfortunately, for some reason, there must be some movie he was in because I'm picturing uh, Brendan Fraser as the Viking. I don't know why. <laughs> wasn't he a, wasn't he frozen in some movie i think he was back? but he was a caveman okay so that could be the same thing oh right. yeah that would be cool so yeah so my my <laughs> books are all mixed in with dan's hypno books and financial books <laughs> and then and then it's werewolf porn so don your next quiz Uh-oh. from our 15 years of podcasting in december 2017 we played with the question should dom's push past soft limits oh did we yes we did i know what my opinion is now what is your opinion now and now now let me context that a little bit okay because it's easy to just say oh no you shouldn't pass limits oh no 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 i have a different answer than that should a and it's different i'm go ahead i have i have two separate answers depending on how you absorb this question okay so how i absorb it is you said soft limits yes so someone that is in a power exchange with, uh, so a follower that's in a power exchange relationship with a leader that has expressed some soft limits, to me, if I expressed soft limits at some point, I would like for those to be pushed. Hard limits are hard limits, and I don't even want to have joking done around hard limits because I have so few Mm -hmm. that they would actually be dark spiral triggering. There's a reason that they are hard limits. So I think I've got three, right? And it's not even things you're interested in or things that you think I need to grow beyond. Whereas soft limits are like, oh, that's kind of like, that might be icky. I don't know if I really like that or that might be intense or whatever. And as a soft limit, I think it could be pushed. I have, yeah, my my two answers to that. My first answer is no. Should a dom push a soft limit? I'm going to say no. Mm -hmm. And my viewpoint is in the context of, let's say that I went to an event. I went to, and I'm going to mix stories here. I went to Dark Odyssey and I hooked up with Minotaurus. (laughs) <laughs> and I expressed my soft limit to Minotaurus. You know, I have this soft limit. I don't really think I want anything shoved in my, my butthole, right? 
in that situation where it's just pickup play, I expect myself. There's no yeah, conversations play, about though. my my right. Well, uh, there's play. no conversation around my soft limits in a pickup play situation. Soft limits should be simply limits, limits. exactly. Unless you get into this weird, very clear negotiation where I have this soft limit about the things in my bunghole. Maybe a pinky would be okay. For the and of course for those listening, you don't see that we actually have video. And Minotaur does not have a thrilled look on his face. He's not looking like this is negotiation that I'm willing to get into. <laughs> but or or maybe he realizes he has very big pinkies, and this is a different experience than I'm expecting. <laughs> well, it's it's it's. I don't know why well, Keith, you're doing this double fisting thing. I don't know what the hell that's about. Let's not get there. Um, and then, of course, on the other side of that, Dawn, as you mentioned, if you're in this longer-term relationship, doesn't have to be a, a live-in relationship, but this constant, you're playing with somebody over and over again, you start to develop that level of trust, then you've got a different situation mm -hmm. there. Yep, true. And I don't even remember how I answered back then. I think I've always had this thought of the reason to separate hard from soft is so that soft can be pushed by a trusted person at some point. Mm -hmm. If I didn't think that then, that's what I think now. One of the really neat experiences in running the podcast over 15 years is that as time goes by, we actually get to meet some of you face to face. We have not made it as far north as where you are, Minotaurus. Heck, we haven't even made it as far, as far north as Keith is, and that's not nearly as north. But... <laughs> Just last year, we had the opportunity to make it west far enough that we actually got to, because a lot of times people say, hey, if you're ever out this way, come visit. And we're like, yeah, sure we will. And we were actually out that way. And Peachy, you actually said, yes, I do want you to come visit. And, and Peachy's like, when are you coming? <laughs> <laughs> and you got to show us around your house and you introduced us to your Mexican? bearded dragon. We ate Mexican and we had Mexican food. Your, your burrito had French fries in it, if I remember right. Yeah. Side note: so Don't let people order it for you. Mexican. American burritos are just not burritos at all. <laughs> it was a California burrito, so it had to have the fries in it. The fries. Oh, okay. got it. That's got what it. makes it a California burrito. Cool. So, Peachy, one of the things that we really—it was really great to have the opportunity to meet you, and we very much appreciate that. And the other people that we've met in person over the past 15 years. So, Peachy, what's something that over your journey going from non-kink to kink in this very light definition that we're using that has been impactful for you? I would have to say paddles and punches are the most impactful. <laughs> paddles and punches. That well, needs to be the name of an event. <laughs> I, I think that that was just a, a funny was pun, a but now Dawn's yeah. turning it into a, an event, a book, a, a movie a deal. The whole that thing. Is, it's alliteration. It's got a good paddles and punches. <laughs> I like Glad it. I could inspire. <laughs> Dawn, your new fat life name is paddles, is and, paddles and punches. Nice. But uh, to be serious, finding community mm. has been the most impactful. I 
took a, a, a I've been writing notes when everybody's been talking and community is really that oh, that big umbrella for me because I've been able to find mentorship I've been able to find education especially separating kink from sex and being able to experience that without that pressure or anything like that and finding the people that I can explore that with and feel safe with and learn from as well my play partner that I do impact with is now teaching me how to do impact on a new sub that she has. I'm learning to co-top. So community. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. It is so funny that, and, and I don't want to make this as a blanket statement because you can, well, we can fuck anything up, but often we find that this community of people that do you know, BDSM activities, punching and paddles and flogging and, all these things actually end up being the safest group of people that we run into and then having that sense of community. Again, I know that there's people out there that are going to argue and say, Oh no, I ran into this one guy. He was a big jerk. Absolutely. But you're going to run into that if you were part of a roller skating club or any other group, right? That you can find safe people and community and people who are, we're adventurers and we're explorers. Anybody that makes it from their computer to an actual munch or an event, you got to have a little bit of, of desire and a little bit of courage to make that first step. Right. And that's always worthy of applause, in my opinion. Absolutely. So we just went to a munch in Phoenix over the weekend. It was a brand new munch. And of course, that doesn't matter to us. We don't know a lot of people in Phoenix, right? But some people had come out for the first time. And mm -hmm. that's always amazing to me to meet those people that they're like, oh my God, how long have you been doing this? And I'm like 20 some, some, some years. And how long have you been doing this? They're like, this is my first time. And I'm like, oh, how amazing. Yeah. Beginner's eyes and newness. And, you know, you're getting ready to, to find, hopefully, if you keep coming out and keep making your face known, you're going to find uh, some amazing people to interact with and and be your authentic self. I mean, yes. this is such a journey. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's so neat that. It's just all the sizes and shapes and ethnicities and sexualities and mm -hmm. everything, right? It's it's a big melting pot. And of course, some of this is dependent on what region you're in, right? But it's neat in the podcast as well. Most of our listeners are identified as being United States, the second most Canadian. But it's so neat to see, oh, we have a new listener from Ethiopia. We mm -hmm. have a new listener from some... That's Baka 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 Khan that I've never heard of before. <laughs> we used to remember the name of the one place that we had never heard of before that had such a weird name that we had the new listener from. And now I forget what it is. But And, uh, and there was a point where we had an Australian contingent of oh, podcast yeah. listeners. And they actually sent us a UK contingent a dictionary uh, of how you're supposed to say ooh, certain words. Was it Australian or was it ice? It was Australian. It was you're Australian. Right. It was Australian. They sent us a Australian to English or English to Australian sort of conversion book. And that was really cool. So, but I've, I'm listening to people as well. And I was trying to come up with something that was impactful for me, but I also want to ask what is impactful for you, Dan, before we talk about more shows. No, I don't. You don't ask me questions. I'm the podcaster. <laughs> you didn't have to think about it, huh? <laughs> I did not think about it. No, I think, wow, it is that for me, 
and this is kind of a deeper sort of answer, but for people that know me very well, they realize that some 30 years ago, I was an active junkie. And a junkie's mission is to take care of yourself and fuck everybody else. And kink, which not so much kink, but power exchange aspect of kink has led me down the journey of taking care of another person, of developing. And, you you know, people that have read Fifty Shades of Grey and think that's what power exchange is about may not understand this, but being a leader in a power exchange relationship is somewhat as a, as a somewhat of a selfless act, right? I literally don't get to make the decisions just because I'm in charge all the time that are just best for me, right? Because part of that leadership is what's best for the relationship. If it was all about me, we'd be eating Italian food every night, you know, and fuck your gluten, <laughs> suck on a meatball. Nope. They got gluten too. So no, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. So for me, you know, that's, that's the impactful thing is that for this to work, I've had to really just change the, the foundation of who I thought I was and become a better or a different person. I'm not going to say it's a better person. Eh, actually, I know old Dan. I yeah, know old Dan person. too. Yeah. A better person. Absolutely. So as I'm listening to, to you guys, things just pop into my head. So absolutely community, meeting other people, uh, running things that make this available for other people, the spaces that we've run, the events that we've run. So all of that has been super impactful, teaching and sharing. And then, but listening to you, Dan, about your responsibility of another person. I mean, think of what I had to do. I, with my past baggage, mm -hmm. I had to heal enough to trust you because I also know old Dan. So I had to trust not just someone, but someone that was changing their life to be trustworthy. Okay. So, you know, all of that is wrapped in theirs. I guess my biggest thing is the whole healing journey mm -hmm. so that I can teach and be available for other people with past baggage and power exchange absolutely is about that. I mean, there's so much, there's being okay with my naked body, mm -hmm. right? Coming to terms with, with how my body has changed and how I look and being my authentic self and being okay with being kinky and all my fantasies and just all of that fits in. It's an amazing world. Yeah, absolutely amazing world. It's just funny how long 15 years is and how damn short it is. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's a, this question that, or it's not really a question, but I was looking at all the way back in of March, 2020, we did an episode on polyamory in a pandemic. And it's just bizarre to me how all of us on the podcast, all of our, you know, the, our patron guests here today, we all lived for two plus years through the pandemic. And it's like, I don't know, you guys, how often do we see people in masks anymore? And it's like, oh, you remember that thing that happened once? It's like, no, that was two fucking years of change of life for everybody. So that's kind of nutty. I think uh, you guys, I think all of you guys were on our chats that we used to do after COVID hit and we were talking about polyamory and COVID and when how to be kinky with COVID and, you know, and all this stuff. And now Dan said, we don't see a lot of people in mask anymore, but that's not necessarily true. We just went to an event where everyone had to be masked. So oh, there's, yeah, there's that, wasn't that, long ago. that was, that was only a couple <laughs> of months point. ago. So there are still some events that are totally masked. 
And when I go to the grocery store, there's a lot of elderly in the area that we're in, a lot of 55 plus. So there's a lot of elderly that still wear masks as well. I, I It's funny, though, I reflect another, which leads to the other change related in that same topic, as you and I will be presenting at MSC next weekend, Master Slave Conference, virtually. And we'll also be presenting <laughs> at another event, virtually. And I actually had to convince someone, a mass chapter, that, no, we're going to be in that city. We could do this in person. They're like, well, I guess that's okay. It's like, wow, that's, it's just so it's so weird how the world has moved in that direction. Yeah, yeah, a lot of virtual stuff to make it available um, for everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, I know the sub roundtables that you opened up to be virtual were really helpful to me. And I definitely wouldn't have been able to attend those locally where they were being held originally. So, so I, I like yeah. that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. And, and the Zoom classes that I'm doing have great following. You know, people from all over the world are joining in on those. Didn't you just do one at like 10 a.m. on a Sunday? Mm-hmm. Which has allowed people from all mm -hmm. their different time zones. I have a right. a, a Zoom tomorrow at 5 a.m. And it's like, why is it at 5 a.m.? Well, because we're not based in Yuma, Arizona, pal. We're based <laughs> somewhere else where it's, it's a normal time to have the meeting. So have you guys been doing a lot of, of virtual over the last couple of years? I mean, we almost the first week in COVID when we... We were on a cruise ship when COVID was declared important. <laughs> no one on our cruise ship had COVID, but, you know, we flew back to California and the world changed. I bought a Zoom license that, you mm -hmm. know, week in order to be able to do chats with people. And we still have an every other Friday chat with a bunch of people who we, you know, really started talking every other Friday back in March of 2020. I still wear masks when I go out to the store or to work. And at least in our part of California, there's maybe a quarter of the people in a supermarket might oh, be wearing wow. masks these okay. days. It goes up and down. We really haven't gone back to the munch that we started with because we don't eat out in restaurants a lot. But they start up a munch that happens in a park that we go to hmm. oh, nice. about every month because it's outdoors. You know, around yeah. here you can do that because the weather's nice enough. Things are shifting. We, we did a poly park event for a while. At the beginning, yeah, with one of your other partners. So it, it's just so funny to see, you know, we we talk about things like can sex and BDSM be a spiritual path where we talked with Raven Kadera back in 2009? Good gosh, that was uh, the beginning. We're currently still working with Raven. Well, we're currently working with Raven on a project. So we are. That, that should come to fruition in a couple of months. And it was funny to see also in 2009, we talked about what to wear to an event. And I think that if anything has been the most popular topic or the most repeated topic, One because people most, yes, that want usually... to know what to wear. Well, we've got so many new people coming in right now because, of, I mean, COVID was such a life changer, right? Mm -hmm. Over the 15 years, that is the most life-changing thing that we went through. And people had time when COVID hit. They had time to explore things and get on the computer. And I mean, 
when COVID first hit, how many computer screens did I have up? I could work on one computer and research Pornhub on the other, right? And then Google anything <laughs> I was interested in on the other. So a lot of new people coming in because they had time to look up these fantasies and discover that there was really a world out there mm -hmm. and then take some Zoom classes because we figured out how to do all that stuff and that became available. And then now they're coming out to the munches. Yeah. So, and that is one of the first questions that is asked. What do I wear? And they don't like it when I say whatever you want. <laughs> you can literally go to a munch in your pajamas, in shorts and sandals if it's nice out. If, I mean, if you show up at a munch in, in pajamas and someone goes, why are you wearing pajamas? Oh, it's my kink. You're in. You can wear pajamas for every event after that. Fair. <laughs> Granted. You might wear meet other pajama wearing kinksters, and they might add a add a new kink on Fed Life pajamas, and have a little event of of a snuggly party with pajamas, or you know whatever. <laughs> so those things happen if if they don't exist in a community, people build them. Uh, Peachy, I think that you are pro pajama party, very um, pro pajama party. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say we we started hosting our own munches recently. Um, no. And so when we get what do I wear, we always put like public appropriate just because the much right. that we have is at a public space. But yeah, sometimes I show up in pajamas and sometimes I show up in something fancy. <laughs> so. Right. Nice. Uh, we do have to be careful when we say whatever you want. That is true. <laughs> that is true. So because what you want to wear and Denny's code of conduct may be in conflict. To the point that someone wore to one of the munches that we went to a long time ago. There used to be an event called Ohio Leather Fest, OLF, and Jody, one of our local artists, mm -hmm. designed the t-shirts. And one of the t-shirts had a very naked woman in, in rope bondage, self-suspension sort of thing. And yeah, the place where we had the munch at was not appreciative and made people turn their t-shirts inside out. They did. <laughs> they did indeed. You know, Don, a lot of people are sitting there right now in the audience saying, well, well, I didn't know that. I could get a in-person visit with Dan and Dawn and that I could feed them weird things that have French fries shoved in where no French fry belongs, like in the middle of a burrito. <laughs> so maybe they're thinking, well, where are you guys actually going to be? Well, they can find out where we're going to be, like in Tucson, in Maryland, weeks, and Ohio, and Pennsylvania, Indiana, Chicago, Michigan, and other places. And other places. So keep up with all our events, book news, and discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout out, like Slave Freya, Freya <laughs> from the Peach State, Devin from St. Louis, Robert from Tucson, and William from Cincinnati. Head over to eroticwakening.com and subscribe today, not 15 years from now. Indeed. So hopefully people are listening. listening I literally, now. one of the things that we were told while we were recently visiting with some listeners was uh, they said some very generous and kind things about the existence of the podcast. But one of the things they said was that we weren't allowed to stop doing the podcast. I was actually going to mention that because <laughs> for some reason, I'm the type of person that's like, 
woohoo, we made it to this anniversary. Oh my God, mm -hmm. can you believe it? And that anniversary, and look, it's been 20 years for this and, you know, 35 years, your clean anniversary coming up is 35 years, by the way. I wouldn't and, mention that, uh, that's fine. Yeah, so, you know, and things like that. And then, and then the bigger the numbers get, the older I feel. But when the podcast, when I kept saying, you know what, it's getting ready to hit 15 years, 15 years that we have done almost weekly mm -hmm. shows. 15 years. Wow. Is it time to hang it up? What else do we have to talk about? I mean, and our opinions have changed things we thought 15 mm -hmm. years ago. We don't necessarily think now we've changed our verbiage. We've changed our language. We've changed how we feel about some things. You know, there's new people coming in with podcast shows. Maybe they should take over. And then every now and then we hear the feedback of please don't stop the erotic awakening show because this is how i this is how i became comfortable with myself yeah. and things like that and we hear that and it's like well, why wouldn't we keep it going we actually do have a lot to say because we like to talk yeah <laughs> and it's funny and i will say this that over our the lifespan span of the podcast you and i have been involved in a variety of things we've run polyamory events we've run power exchange events and we've actually ran two different community spaces mm -hmm. and i would say for me the time to do that kind of thing has moved on right i the don't events, yeah, yeah i don't see big events yeah running a hotel event mm -hmm. in my future i mm -hmm. don't see definitely not running a community space and and all appreciation to those people that do run those physical spaces and run those events but we did that, got the T-shirt, moving on. Literally have a T-shirt. Look I'm, at this. Yeah, I guess I'm literally wearing this T-shirt right That's now. That's a space T-shirt. I don't <laughs> feel, I do believe, I agree, we're going to keep podcasting. I feel no desire to stop podcasting. So we're going to make it to 20, but no guarantees beyond that. <laughs> Other than that, you know, if we make it to 20, then it is going to be the Keith and Minotaurus show sponsored by zoom that's my thoughts for 20 years from now or 10 years five years from now so before we wrap up i actually want to want to ask these guys another question so let me put you on the spot mm -hmm. okay so the three of you that joined the call we talked a lot about you know past and things like that so the next year 2024 do you have anything in mind that you want to do or learn or experience or whatever in the kink community. What are your kinky goals? Is there anything that comes to mind? I have still never been to a dungeon. <gasps> so I would love to do that. I had plans to go to one, but I started looking into them in 2020. Right. Right. And so, and I, and now they're starting to open up again and there's more and more events. I just haven't like, all right, I can do it. <laughs> I usually just go to house parties and things like that. So I would like to go to a dungeon. Find one a, in the next. Or a big event. Yeah. Find one in the next three weeks and we'll go with you. <sighs> <laughs> Anybody else? I mean, I have done most of what I think I want to do and I'm going to keep doing that, but I'm always, I'm going to find new stuff. I just don't know what it is yet. Great. Awesome. 
Anything, Minotaurs? Hopefully finally meeting one of my long-distance partners. I know her now for 10 years, over 10 years. And we never actually met face-to-face. -face, so that Ooh. might finally happened this year wow that's a big <clears throat> one I, I don't want to horn in on your time together but i would love to to talk to the two of you on the podcast about what that experience is like what a fascinating experience that would be unless it's like that show naked attraction that i watch on hbo <laughs> where one person's like yeah i thought that went really well and the other person's sitting there go nah not really for me <laughs> that that would be awkward yes Awesome, awesome. Great. So new plans for 2024. Don, we have food on boobs. We have tentacles. We're saving them all for next week. Okay. Be part of the Erotic Awakening community. You can support us on Patreon and get early access to the podcast, a free version of the audiobook polyamory toolkit, free ebooks, member-only Discord access, and more. And make sure we make that 20th anniversary. Find all the goodies at patreon.com slash erotic awakening today. Help others find us. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Join the conversation with us and other listeners. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for our growing Discord channel. Feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing from you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. We are Dan and Dawn on FetLife and Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just email us at Awakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, guys. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dawn.